When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. IPA? No, I poo, eh? <laughs> God, that was almost a Tom Campbell joke. It Tom nearly Campbell. was, actually. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 7th of February in the year of our Lord 2001. Limp Biscuits rolling in brackets. Air Raid Vehicle in bracket. It's the number one song in the charts. Nice. Yeah. We're in the greatest timeline. Right, wrestling is WWF. cutting through yeah the undertaker's theme nice thing to give the, the lads of the red hat a bit of a rub <laughs> all the proceeds from that single apparently going to crime inc yeah <laughs> funding their next crime project. inc and cop inc <laughs> your favorite charities <laughs> damien priest was a day uh dido no angel or dido I forget how that was pronounced uh, is the number one album in the UK? That'd so be Dido. I was thinking, yeah, Dido. Dido. Did life... <laughs> Everybody do tango. Uh, yes, Life for Rent and all that stuff. Very wispy singer. Mm. And then weirdly did a duet with Eminem, and everybody went, "What is that a thing?" Uh, what women want? That thing with Mel Gibson, <laughs> where you can read people's minds, uh, and they say money. <laughs> Famous. <you see. laughs> We were, me or you were to a woman and said, I can, I know what you're thinking right now. We're going to get a, a mace to the face and light in the cells, courtesy of Crime Inc. <laughs> That's all that women want. Sorry, Mel Gibson. And Pepe Mario is the one game of the week. I know that you're not a fan of it, Tom. I know. I, do you know what? It's, it's, I've not played it enough to truly get my head around it. The, what I hear from Paper Mario, and it was reaffirmed by. The, the beautiful lads at Triple Jump in their countdown of every Mario game ever ranked from worst to best is, is diminishing returns for Paper Mario in that whole series. The first one starts off you know, with high, high hopes and they just get, they get further away from what they started off as and consequently they get further and further away from being good as each one comes out. So I do get that there is a common belief that it's diminishing return to Paper Mario, but it starts strong, so I've got no qualms about the 01 release. Oh, so it's the series rather than the game, you mean? The concept, yes, the ah, series. I see. Fair enough. Then. Uh, four programs aired on the 5th of February uh, that aired on E4 Pop World, uh, sorry, or E4 the channel are Pop World, North Hollywood High, Shipwrecked, and Generation E are recorded as having a zero audience share 
by the Broadcasters Audience Research Board's overnight viewing figures. E4, up to a great start. Oh, jeez. Zero people watched Shipwrecked. Zero miedo watched Shipwrecked. I think that's moved up to four in the years that have since gone. Ah. Uh, Mr. Bean, the animated series, is announced. I remember getting excited thinking, get in, this will be just like the... T- oh, it's not. It's for kids. All right, it's cool. Money for old rope for Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> yeah. He won't do anything good, but he will do any crap that's pushed his way. Yeah, that's it. I've, um, my niece loves Mr. Bean, but the animated version. And, really? and she gets and she gets really excited when it's on TV and she'll, get, she'll do an impression of Mr. Bean, which is the... She does an impression of the animated Mr. Bean, not the, not, not the one which was dropped to Earth as an, uh, pre- presumably an alien. Yeah. It's implied, isn't it? It's implied that Rowan Atkinson in Mr. Bean, as Mr. Bean, is an alien. And uh, the second Jungle Book, Mowgli and Baloo, is released on VHS. It's a 997 American adventure film. Uh, it's a live action sequel to the live action. Is it? Uh, wow. Yeah. It's a live action adaptation of Rural Kipling's The Jungle Book, loosely based on the second Jungle Book, as its title would suggest. Uh, the film received negative reviews from critics. McDowell, the, uh, who's in it? R- Roddy McDowell was nominated for <laughs> Worst Supporting Actor uh, at the 1997 Stinkers Bad Movie Awards, but lost to John Voight for Anaconda. <laughs> well deserved. <laughs> Take a bow, John Voight. Take a boo, John Voight. Take a boo. All well, that was happening in the wild, wild world of reality. Who cares about all that? What was happening in the wonderful world of wrestling? Those answers to your questions and all the ones that you didn't ask or won't know the answers of will be answered. And next, I don't know how long we're going to, under two hours, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> yeah. with myself, Matthew, and Mr. Tom Campbell, the Cold Dollar Classic Smackdown Review. Mr. Tom, how are you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you, sir. Uh, we're recording this uh, a week ahead because I'm off. Uh, by the time you hear this, I'll, my holiday will nearly be finished, but I'm, I'm taking a week off. So we're getting this one in the can as the kids say, before I take an entire week off, which I'm very excited about doing, because I worked all through that Christmas time. So I'm looking forward to having just a week off. And if you're watching on the video on the video on the Patreon, you will notice that I'm not in the isolation station this week. Oh. No, because this week, Matthew, and for very good reason, I'm coming to you live from Fuck Island. And why are you hailing from Fuck Island, Tom? <laughs> because uh, I received a package sent to work uh, from a longtime sufferer of the <laughs> Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review, a wonderful gentleman uh, by the name of Josh D. Sanders, who sent in the post, no expense spared for you and I, Matthew Gregg. And I'm sad that we are socially distanced. We can't enjoy these just yet. But two lovely cans, two tins... Of Chef Boyardee overstuffed beef ravioli. <laughs> if you put them to your ear, you can hear Fuck Island. <laughs> so, oh gosh, Josh, thank you for sending these. Josh is also an author and he sent me a bunch of his books as well. So thank you very much for those as well, Josh. Uh, I'll try not to get ravioli stains over them. I was going to say, I- are they about? Sadly, uh, they're not about, ravioli. there's oh. not one fiction story about overstuffed beef ravioli, but I would imagine that is to come in time. Uh, Josh sent me a really lovely letter as well. And I appreciate that, Josh. Thank you. I especially appreciate the beef ravioli. I'm not going to open either of these, Matthew, until you and I are in a position oh, where we can hang out and do this show in, together again. 
I can't wait. We're going to, our first show back, we will feast on Chef Boyardee overstuffed beef ravioli. Now, I was warned uh, by somebody online that they are very filling, apparently. Like, I like, hope so, though. We will be overstuffed. Yeah, that's that's the hope. If it's overstuffed, you would hope that it would be it would be mega filling. Uh, it only takes uh, a one and a half minutes in the microwave on high to get these bad boys done. So we can make them at work and everything when we're back in the office together. Oh. We are gonna we're gonna play with the slam cam and uh, eat beef ravioli. It's, it, you know what? The week oh. first week we're back, we're not gonna do a lot of talking. We're just gonna eat a lot of ravioli, and yeah. you're gonna listen to it and enjoy it. We'll we'll do the podcast next time we're in. Well, in person, obviously not like next week or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be eating the ravioli, the slam cam. We'll be like, oh, so the rock appeared and oh, <laughs> the rock appeared and <laughs> um, but yes, thank so- you for the book. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> Uh, we can't really comment on sort of the, the, the modern things that have happened in the world because we're recording this a week ahead. Uh, I can't really comment on my, my week off because it hasn't happened yet. Hopefully nothing bad happened. <laughs> I'll be sure to tell you if it did. Um, but uh, anything new for you to report, Matthew? Oh, what we... a great game of tennis won by Djokovic. Um, oh, yeah, let's get that in Defending his cap. title. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Joke, joke, uh, joke. Isn't Boris Johnson still a great prime minister? Uh... <laughs> I might, I might leave that in because yeah. you never know what the week may bring. Good point, huh? Ah, but that's good to hear. And thank you very much. The the fans and the the friends that we make along the mm. way of Cultaholic has been one of the, the little luxuries of putting up with rubbish wrestling. I can't get over the sheer amount of love that the the, the classic reviews have had. And, and not that I'm surprised because, you know, you, you're wonderful at it. Jackins has been... Uh, a, a gift from the gods of wrestling. Uh, Sam Driver, always nice just to wind Sam Driver up and let him go. He is like a retro wrestling puppet. He's brilliant. Uh, and, uh, but the, but honestly, the love in terms of, in terms of people absorbing the bollocks that were put out, like we're at an all time high. So thank you for doing that. Uh, for you listening, that's on you. That's on you that this keeps going. That's on you. Yeah. It's your fault. Your if you stop listening, we'd have been this off ages ago. <laughs> it's your fault. This is still happening. <laughs> but anyway, uh, thank you for do- thank you for that. Uh, I say uh, we we throw ourselves into the wrestling world this week, shall we? Absolutely. Why don't you give us a bit of context? Okay, so before Matthew talks us through the rigors of a very special episode of SmackDown this week, the year of our Lord 2001, it's a very extreme episode of SmackDown. Coming up in a bit, by the way, I'll tell you why we have SmackDown Extreme this week. Oh, good. I'm already guessing why. Oh, okay, great. I've, I've actually found out why. But we'll, we'll, I'll see whether you get it. We'll get to that in a bit. We'll get to that in a bit. Let's talk about the fire sale that is WCW. At this point, according to Dave Meltzer from The Observer, the sale has been announced, but the sale isn't going through for probably another month or so. At this point, TBS is still in control of the company and is trying to run it as low a budget as it can. Realistically, any changes when it comes to things that mean money being spent aren't going to start happening until the sale goes through. But it won't be long and it'll be fine. Give it another month. Uh, WWE sale will be complete without a single, single problem. Uh, meanwhile, they are carrying on as if the company has been sold with Eric Bischoff telling the talent to pitch ideas for, for, for segments, for characters. Future for jobs. Creative. Starbucks. Future. <laughs> Taxi driver. Lots of things you could be doing with yourself. 
pitch ideas for how do I get to Stanford the fastest? Um, and, and true to the idea that, you know, sometimes nothing changes. An idea is being floated around backstage at WCW. That the first storyline they're going to do and the new WCW rising from the ashes, uh, Hogan's going to come back and feud with Ric Flair over the commissionership of the company. <laughs> Keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. This will lead to the return of Bill Goldberg, apparently. So they're keeping it fresh. Um, the, oh, although it hasn't happened yet, basically once Eric Bischoff and Fusion Media get control of the purse strings, the first purchase they're going to make, apparently, is Brian Armstrong. Road Dog is being touted as somebody that WCW are going to hire. Uh, I've heard that story. I haven't, no, but I hope you're going to tell me it. That Road Dog is he's gone now, isn't he? He is long gone, yes. Yes, I should check the timeline. He'd gone and he'd left. All right, well, go to WCW. It's fine. Whatever. I've got friends there. Be all right. Jeff Jarrett's my pal. And the first thing he saw when he got there was Shane McMahon. He's like, oh. <laughs> oh. What? What? <laughs> did he do the Abe Simpson put the hat on? The, the hat I imagine rag, he did, yeah. And straight back out again. But hey, we'll, we'll touch on that. In, in the weeks to come. Oh, my God. Um, the best in quality control for this week, according to Dave Meltzer, uh, as WCW Worldwide aired on the weekend, and they showed a match featuring Meng, putting him over as the toughest man in WCW. Uh... Yay! Isn't that Haku from up of the WWF, Dad? Yes, it's his son. Sit down and make yourself some Chef Boyardee, and I'll tell you more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ECW uh, latest. So the invasion of ECW to WWF has begun in earnest, it seems, uh, as WWF have welcomed back into its warm bosom Peter Palaco, aka Aldo Montoya, Portuguese man of war, mm-hmm. aka Just Incredible. Uh, he is back in WWF. He signed with them this week. Uh, he's had some financial problems as of late uh, because, you know, the place that he worked at wasn't paying him. Uh, yeah. uh, he also was told at the place that wasn't paying him that they would have health insurance for him that he was hoping to lean on when his wife had a child recently. They don't have health insurance. So uh, Palaco's in a bit of a bother. So whereas originally the, originally the agreement was that WWF and ECW wouldn't do any deals until ECW had officially folded. Paul Heyman has gone, you know what, let's just, yeah, if you want to go there, go there, I'll, I'll help. So Heyman is helping some guys get off the Titanic at this point. Uh, not just Peter Polarco, not just Just Incredible, uh, but Yoshihiro Tajiri and Rhino are in negotiations with WWF this week as well. And apparently Paul Heyman has even been offered a job to help write television. But at the time that the Observer went to press, he hasn't accepted the job yet. So there's a lot of ECW guys heading over to the Dub Dub F. Mm. Busy tight. And were you aware of a lot of these movements at the time, Matthew? Did this feel like, did it feel like an ECW invasion? Well, they had to go somewhere. Yeah, it's true. I mean, ECW's dead. WCW's apparently about to die. So it's more, it's less interesting the ECW guys going to WWF as the ECW guys who tried to go to WCW. That's right. So I know that, I know that Just Incredible had a conversation with WCW. And there was conversations about him maybe coming in to do some stuff there, but that didn't pan out. Are you here? Hey, you're back now. You okay? I, didn't, I didn't go anywhere, did I? Your, your image froze. 
Oh no! Oh no, no! I'm still very much here. I'm still very okay. much here. I'll I'll keep on talking. It's no doubt the um, hideously expensive backdrop you've got there. Perhaps putting things off. Well, I tell you um, what. I tell you what. I'm gonna. I'm because the weather's turning a little bit on Fuck Island. Oh no! That's fine. Sun gone in. The sun's gone in on Fuck Island. So I'm gonna come into the. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'll come into the outhouse. I'll sit at the outhouse. The fuck house. I'll come into the fuck house for a bit. It's disgusting. Stinks of ravioli and sex in here. It's weird. Fuck house brown. Fuck house fuck. <laughs> Fuck oh, yeah. I, I, I don't want to go anywhere near Fuckhouse Brown. Um, w, so, yeah, so WCW, obviously speaking to Just Incredible, as I've said, uh, they also extended an offer to Easy Money, mm. who will be potentially signing on the dotted line with them soon, in line for a big push. More on that another time. Yeah, him and Kid Cash. Yeah, and Kid Cash as well uh, is another one that WCW are very interested in getting on board. So there could be some deals coming through there. Uh, there is also to sell before I guess that Rob Van Dam and Sabu uh, have been announced uh, for some for some dates in Japan. For uh, and I, at the moment it looks like they're going to go ahead, but uh, Meltzer has some doubts, saying uh, certain things. Uh, he's based on certain things. Van Dam going there is still questionable, which suggests that he's being maybe touted for. WWF or WCW at this point as well. Well, sorry to burst this bubble, but it did happen. He did go to All Japan. He did actually go there. In the, uh, the aftermath of the Noah split, All Japan spent the next year and a bit basically throwing everything they could to fill the gap. That includes bringing in Americans uh, like these two to fill in the gap and just go, look, just do something. Just, just come in and just have some, just have some matches. Make us, you know, do yeah. something different. I guess it makes all Japan stand out if they're bringing in American talent, which New Japan and Noah aren't especially doing. You know, guys that they wouldn't have got on their books at this point. But we'll, yeah. Uh, Steve Carino, meanwhile, uh, oh, about him. potentially, were you? On the no, go on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, with you, you fool. Pretend <laughs> <laughs> to uh, listen. Thanks, mate. Uh, Carino potentially becoming the NWA champion, depending oh. on whether or not he's willing to make the commitment to stay with the National Wrestling Alliance. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Even in 01, the NWA was so deluded. <laughs> Old school Steve Carino as NWA champion. What an idea. Yeah, but this is an honour for you to win such an illustrious title. Uh-huh. You're going to pay me. No, it's the exposure. Yeah. This is like those shitty conversations that artists have on Twitter. Hey, look, I've got 3,000 followers for NWA. Do you want to hold the belt? <laughs> that's, that's where we're at yeah. with that. Wait, with wait, that. wait. You think we're going to pay you? Oh, the last <laughs> guy, Mike Rapata, allegedly paid NWA. Oh, that's what many people say because he was, you know, it's like he shouldn't have been a guy winning that title. Poor Rapada. Bless him. He was he was poor after he paid in the all that money. We've got some new blood on the WWF creative side of things. Mm-hmm. Bruce Pritchard is going to be spending more time working oh. with the writing staff, headed up uh-huh. by Stephanie McMahon, oh, to get okay. more wrestling logic into the show, apparently. It's uh, always fun uh, to hear. <laughs> that exactly. Uh, <laughs> only people wonder why is why is immediately after WrestleMania X seven like the beginning of the end. Uh, well, I think we nailed it right there. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, there's there's there is something to be drawn there. I do believe. Um, 
there is some sad times this week as well, as Dennis Knight is no longer with the WWE. No. I know. When was his last appearance? Oh, it's been ages, mate. But he's been doing dark match stuff, right? So WWF said to Dennis Knight, they said, look, there's nothing right now. Get into shape and come up with some ideas and we'll see what we can do if we want to work with you again. So Dennis Knight, bless him, he went to the gym, he got into this really good shape, started doing this sort of American Dream, Dusty Rhodes-esque character, some sort of babyface style, had some dark matches with Big Boss Man showing it off, and WWF went, yeah, we like it, that's great, you're fired. <laughs> so Dennis Knight is away, so no more Dennis Knight in the WWF, no more Midian. That's uh, that's the end of an era, isn't it? That's the proper end of an era. Uh, Last tell of, oh my God. I'm trying to his last. Oh, are televised... you cage? Are you cage matching it? It was Naked Midian. Is his last televised appearance? <laughs> oh no way! I was 1990. No, it was 2000, wasn't it? That was yeah, October. October 2000. That was it. He faced Regal, didn't he? <laughs> European title. Oh, oh, bless him. Danny um, Brucey P. Uh, Bob Orton Jr.'s son, Randy, is showing a lot of improvement. Oh, whatever. Your period of time in OVW. It's not really worth saying that, as you say, whatever. Why are you wasting all this time on people who don't matter? <laughs> okay, I'll go. I'll get to the final bit of meat for the look back on the wrestling news. Superstars of Wrestling starring Dennis Rodman is coming back. Thank hey. God. <laughs> Uh, Dennis, the Dennis Rodman tour that swept Australia into a rousing round of apathy uh, is coming back 16th of March to the 25th of March with Jim Helwig, a.k.a. the Ultimate Warrior, leading the charge on the show. Also announced is a right fucking killer's row. Uh, Kurt Hennig, the Bushwhackers, one of the Nasty Boys, one of the Road Warriors, Ed one Leslie. One of the Nasty Boys. <laughs> just Hang the on. one, just the one. Brian Nobbs. <laughs> Sags oh, can't God. wrestle, so they're getting Brian Nobbs. But look, it's all right. They've got some work rate guys. They've got Dan Severin. They've got Vincent, a.k.a. Virgil. Oh. They've got Jim Nidart. They've got Doink the Clown, but that could be anybody. <laughs> and you know what? It's all right. They're technical wrestling sorted. They've got Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> what a show, man. A cage match only has results. For their 2000 shows. I'm not sure if this happens or not. I don't think this happens. <laughs> I don't think it happens. I want it to happen. Uh, we're going to get to SmackDown Extreme in a moment. Uh, some quick notes from Heat Test pinned Saturn on Sunday Night Heat uh, with the dreaded high kick, says Dave. Not a fan of the big boot. You loved it last week. A high and rightfully kick. so. Yeah, Dave really buries the big boot. Does he not call it a big boot? Why does he call it a high kick? Of course, it's the dreaded high kick as well. The <laughs> why? It's great. Sass, sassy little asshole. <laughs> um, what a bomber clod he is. Bob Holly, the owner of the dreaded drop kick, uh, teamed with Steve Blackman to beat the good father and Bull Buchanan in a hardcore tag match on Heat. That sounds fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Albert beat K quick, pretty quick. And Chris Benoit beat Crash Holly on Sunday night. Here. My God, Benoit versus Crash Holly. It's <laughs> unfair, isn't it? It's very, it's very, very unfair. Uh, let's get into... How did Benoit beat him? Anyway. Submission. Um, <laughs> well, Boredom. I'm going to go with my little intro, and then Tom is going to correct me. But after last week's SmackDown, which was extremely low on stars, uh, it's SmackDown Extreme from Columbus. Ohio. Screw you, mobile. Ohio. Uh, why is this extreme with an X? 
Right. Why? Because the XFL is this Saturday, right? That must no. Be it. It's not because of the XFL. It is not to do with the XFL. Oh. It is not to do with ECW. Right. Okay. The spelling is because it's very of the zeitgeist to swap your S's for Z's and drop the E from extreme and put mm-hmm. X's in. It's all very much of the style. But the reason why we've got this, this random SmackDown with a label filled to the brim with gimmick matches, do you know whose fault it is? Bruce Pritchard. Joey Tribbiani's fault. Explain. Okay. SmackDown for the next few weeks is going up against a very popular series of Survivor and longer episodes of Friends, brand new episodes of Friends as well. In particular, this week, they're up against the episode, the one where Rosita dies, which is the one where Joey's chair gets broken with hilarious results. And because they are so heavily up against network programming for especially the next few weeks wwf have changed their their stand that's changed their tack on smackdown and instead of making it kind of like the 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 cooling show for monday night raw they're trying to make it the a show so raw this week primarily was designed to hype up smackdown and this will be the case for the next couple of weeks and the first thing they're trying is by offering a show that stands out and where where there is there is some star power on this show there's more star power than before but they're throwing gimmick matches at it by calling it smackdown extreme they're hyping the fact that you're going to get pay-per-view style like like matches that you wouldn't normally you know matches you wouldn't normally see on a regular televised televised WWF program you're going to get a, a smackdown that is on the level of a of a pay-per-view spectacular which is it isn't but i like i'm i'm happy with the effort so that's why it's it's literally down to the fact that they're not up against wcw anymore they're competing against arguably a far more dangerous foe in friends and survivor so we're going to see a lot of a, a much heavier focus on the show that you and i cover over the next few weeks while this is the case sir oh so there you well, go. I only That's ever remember why. SmackDown Extreme. I'm not sure there's any others. They drop the extreme part of it. Uh, oh. it the the general what we'll learn is just they just didn't like it. But they they do keep the, the sort of the the accelerator on, and you'll see if you watch Raw for the next couple of weeks, a lot of stuff that happens on Raw is designed to really push people to go and watch SmackDown, to go find SmackDown and watch it more so than ever. Because as I say, normally SmackDown is kind of like, you know, a tag match that happens after as a result of a great storyline on Raw. We'll get a tag match to cool things down. But now it's very different. That's why the main event of this one, like Jesus Christ, like you're, you're top loading SmackDown by, in theory, you're putting on the main event for, for what will be No Way Out. You're putting it on SmackDown this week. Top of the shop, top of the shop is a WWF oh. Championship match between Kurt Angle and The Rock. I was going to say the lineup: Kurt Angle versus The Rock for the WWF title tonight. Rikishi Naku versus Undertaker and Kane. First Blood tonight. But right now, it's the Hardy versus Dudleys in a tables match. The tag titles: Extreme Big Red X. <laughs> Witty woo, witty X, witty X, woo, witty X. X. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> It's like proper the rapper, but you only need one button to win. <laughs> start off match. Hardy's uh, on Raw defeated the right to censor an APA to win this shot. Or should I say defaulted them into this match? Good God, I can't imagine either of those two teams in the match with the Dudleys for this. The Hardys bust out their tag team combinations to start. Uh, it's a lot prettier than any of their interactions versus themselves recently. 
The Duds bust out a rare variant of the 3D, or the backwards D they do, uh, an electric chair drop slash doomsday device neckbreaker combo. Uh, if JR was commentating, he'd have called that the 3D. Was <laughs> uh, lands very early, which sets up a table inside the ring. Bubba attempts to put Jeff through, but Jeff counters to a top rope Frankensteiner. However, Devon Dudley boos the table, therefore saving the match for his team. Very smart, point at head, clever like wrestler. <laughs> Double flapjack from both Dudleys is also saved by Jeff moving the table. Lola says, even Jeff's hair is more extreme than usual tonight. Jeff Hardy attempts a swanton on Devon, but Bubba crotches and gets a superplex through the table. Oh, but not through the table because Matt saw it happening and put himself through the table. Uh, crowd doesn't really pop for it. Probably would have helped someone explain the rules before the match, saying if you put yourself through, it doesn't count as eliminating yourself. But I like the, the attempted psychology there. Matt no-sells it like he's no-sold everything else that should have killed him these past 20 years and sets up a stack of tables outside and also a ladder. Even Dudley and Matt are both on the ladder outside the ring. So Bubba tosses Jeff onto both of them and they fall and blunder the landing and break on the tables. God, it looks awful. Looks oh, oh horrible move. Horrible uh, spot. Well, the match continues, which you would have done anyway if they had gone through the tables because we have to go until one person's gone through, right? Uh, so Bubba heads to the ramp where Chekhov's tables are just set up by the side there. She put some cables on. Don't have them lying on the floor there. Just be rude. Uh, Bubba and Jeff battle over. Who's going over? With Bubba doing his finest teeter tottering, whoa, like you get Sonic next to a <laughs> whoa, until he grabs a Jeff punch and puts himself and Jeff off the ramp through it through all the tables with a Bubba bomb. Ruddy hell, ass first, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. What a fun a contest, match. and it's crazy to see these guys destroying one another twenty years ago, and most of them are still able to move. Absolutely. It's a brilliant match. Uh, what a, this is one of the things, you know, to jump ahead when we do the something I remember. This this is a match that I remember. Mm. It stays with me, particularly that end spot with the bubble bomb off the apron. Just beautiful. Like these guys, and, and here's another reason why the, like uh, this match gets my respect. Um, Dave Meltzer and the Observer reporting, you know, this is the year of the snake bit roster. Devon Dudley's got a shoulder injury in this match. So mm. Devon is working injured, which is why when you watch it, Devon probably doesn't do as much as the others do because he's just been told, look, just take it easy. It's a... And again, this is the glory of having these, these big schmoz matches is that you can hide a lot of injury in amongst all the carnage of them. You hide in plain yeah. sight. Uh, but this was a oh, stunning way to open the show. Yeah. It really uh, sets the tone for SmackDown Extreme. It's all, it's all well, good you saying, well, table matches allow injuries to be you know ignored or hidden. Oh, you know, increased after yep. the horrible tumble there. <laughs> right, there you go. Aim for the shoulder, Devon. <laughs> the other shoulder. What? Damn it. Ow. <laughs> uh, yeah. After that, Austin drinks beer backstage with a hat on. Austin. Not the it's beer. the beer guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, coming a mile away, didn't oh, you? I was, I, was, I was steaming towards the international punchline there. <laughs> Backstage, the Dudleys and Hardys are looked after by the medical team. And uh, Matt tells Lita, it's okay, go on and win the title. You don't need us. And she doesn't say which title, so I assume Lita versus Angle is also tonight here on <laughs> yes. SmackDown Extreme. Yes. Did you notice, I, I don't know whether, I, I thought it might have happened by this point, uh, there was a wonderful Austin and Triple H contract signing video package. 
I'm about to have it now. Excellent. There we go. I do mine in chronological order. Ooh. Um, and I fancy. We get the dramatic recap of the Triple H Austin signing. Vince promises punishment for both men if they touch each other before that match is sorted. Sexually. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, JR says, it, hey, if looks could kill, Austin will be on death row. <laughs> and if being clever was a crime, then Triple H would be in the gas chamber. <laughs> As Triple H has a look at the contract after Austin signed it, gets his pen. Vince goes, fantastic. Now, no more. <laughs> Triple H interrupts and immediately attacks Austin, just batters him like a cod. And then Vince says, well, I, I literally just said, don't do that. Oh, you're suspended. You've done the exact thing I told you not to do. Seconds into it. And Triple H goes, no, uh, and shows him the, the contract. He goes, I haven't signed yet. Then he signs it. It goes, cool. Now Austin can't beat me up in retaliation until that match. <laughs> I actually like this bit. I actually thought that was a genuine good bit of Triple H twattery. You know, I think because we've been so burned on I am Triple H, I am well clever. It's it's almost forgotten how fun that bit is. But that is, it's like, oh, that's genius. Yeah. Because Austin's like, I'm going to kick. Oh, damn it. You I can't. beat you up, then I can't get a chance to beat you up. Well, anyway. It does lead to hijinks from here on in, though. Oh, yeah, more of that to come. Until <laughs> uh, then, Leader and Expect Down Extreme are brought to you by Muscle Builder. SegaNet. How is that still around? I thought the Dreamcast was dead. Why is SegaNet still being advertised? Still here? kicking. There's still a lot of people playing Fantasy Star Online. <laughs> I had no idea that we'll still keep that around after Dreamcast was dead. Okay, that's fascinating. Maybe that advert's dead. No, no, SegaNet's still alive. <laughs> Your pre-owned Dreamcast. And uh, also, overstuffed Chef Boyardee. And I thought, whoa, speaking of Boyardee, Tom, what do we have? There we go. Remember it. <laughs> you look, at you on, look at you on form today. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Leader takes on Ivory and Jackie uh, for the title. With Ivory being champ, if you've already forgotten. With Ivory at a disadvantage. And I don't mean having to wrestle with flares on. Leader is very, very, very over. Uh, she hits her version of what can root... <laughs> Very roughly be called the head scissors. Uh, Leader gets the twist of fate on Ivory, but Jackie exists, so it doesn't work and interrupts the count. Wishing Leg Sweep sets up the scariest moonsault in all of wrestling, but Ivory ejects her out of the ring and gets the win, steals the win on Jackie. Yeah, perfectly fine with these three people working around Leader, who has the most heat, but the least ability in the matches. Fine. Serviceable match between these two. Serviceable. Yeah. It, just, they, it did what it needed to do. Uh, Sega Net would run until July, by the way, before it would disappear oh. altogether. Uh, apparently, I've, I've, Googled, I've got a nice Sega wiki to, to quote this from. So uh, obviously, Sega Net was the dial-up service for Sega Saturn and later Dreamcast. And then they'd revamp it and stuff as Dream Arena. Uh, Sega Net originally offered a $200 rebate with a two-year contract to encourage sales of the Dreamcast. Uh, so sales continued to drop. And in July, Sega announced they would discontinue the service. So people, like They were literally just throwing Sega Net at anybody. Please just come and use Sega Net. When they say a $200 rebate, like what you sign up to it and you get $200 back. Basically, you get $200 back towards like internet bills and stuff. So you know, this is like during the dial-up era. Wow. So they would cover some of your, you know, like I guess three years of internet. It's like five. That's that's right. It works out as I've done the maths. It's five AOL CDs. 
<laughs> it's basic, so they're just gonna chuck money at you to use it. But it was, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't especially popular. Do you know what? it la- it launched in '96? So I want to say Fairfox to Sega oh. for for getting in there early with with online gaming in 1996. You know, admittedly, it's not mm. the it's not the NES where you could download a game at 4 p.m. in Japan back in the yeah. day, but still, fair play to Sega in 1996 trying to get people online. So it's proper online then, not not Ethernet. Sorry, not. I'm trying to say not um, a local. Uh, since it requires no servers to operate, the service can operate as long as at least two users have the necessary hardware and software, as well as a phone line. So, uh, it, so unlike the oh. online services, one doesn't connect to a central service, but instead tells the dial-up modem connected to the Saturn's cartridge slots to call the person whom one wishes to play with. Wow, <laughs> yeah. I'm really fascinated by some of these early internet. It's great, and it? it's, it's, yeah. it's oh yeah, you got the internet '96. You can play games online. What? Because I like to think if I was um, an adult back then, I probably wouldn't still at the game. And like I am now, I'd probably be hardcore in the whip. I would be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about Sega net here, but then I, I am remiss in in talking about um, was it Sega Channel on the Mega Drive? I remember yeah. Sonic the Comic doing pieces on this. It was the mm. cartridge that you put in and you as if you could download games or watch videos on it or something. I don't think watch videos on it. No. But no, the games, yeah. Maybe it was games you could like, like certain it's, games you could. It's play. an infamous clip, um, because it was kind of featured on the Howard Stern show. There was a big argument between the the producer Baba Bowie and Howard Stern because he was like, "Oh, sign us up the Sega thing," and was like, "What do you mean?" He kept explaining, "Well, yeah, I, it's only this." He goes, "Yeah, and then what? I don't know what it is, but month. What? <laughs> so you sign us up this up for this thing? You don't know how much it is? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what are you doing?" <laughs> right, and it, it just it's probably the most well-known Sega channel, the impact on popular culture, because they have this massive argument on YouTube, and it's just over the Sega channel. <laughs> the worst I, advert in the world for it. What is this crappy Sega thing you've signed me up for? I don't know what it is. Like, Sega channel, Sega channel. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I just signed up for it. You're an uh, idiot. Oh, it's so great. I'll have to link that to you. Wikipedia describes Sega channel as a pay-to-play service. Uh, which in which customers could access Mega Drive games online, play demos, and get cheat codes. So okay. that's basically it. You could just, you know, it was a website you could access online. So I like how we've talked more about Sega's online capabilities in the 90s than we have the triple threat for the women's championship. Well, what else is there to say? Nina <laughs> <laughs> no, really dialed up her performance <laughs> this week. <laughs> she couldn't download a win, though. Wait, his lead this music. <laughs> Your mom would like to use the phone. Matthew, get off the internet. <laughs> Matthew, get off the internet, you doyle. Oh, no, yeah. Yes, that's right. My mom sounds just like me. I forgot. <laughs> uh, Thank you for saying that thing, by the way. Appreciate it. <laughs> no, it's appreciate Now to change it up like the ITV news at 10. <laughs> Triple H and Stephanie head back to the locker room but find a pile of beer. Aha, it's still warmer. That must mean Austin is nearer, says Triple H, unconvincingly. We hear the toilet flush and Austin shows up all smiles, promising he's not trying to antagonize him, but he has just taken a massive shit. Steph Triple H and Austin's chemistry is just Red Dwarf. 
<laughs> That's how you get revenge on your, your guy. You have a big old shit in the bath. <laughs> Not in their bath. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I mean that maybe that's what he did. Took a big shit in your bath. He didn't say where he took a shit. If you like pina coladas and shitting in your bath, <laughs> then you won't be disappointed because I just took a shit in your bath. All right, thanks, Austin. Thanks, Austin. Do you remember that I shit in your bath? And I shit in your bath, dude. My brother um, said to me... <laughs> he said, you know, Mike Powell. No, my brother said to me... Um, uh, about the phrase shit the bed you know the 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 the, the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. slang shit the bed as in like oh god what's happened oh shit the bed or like if somebody you know screws something up he shit he she he shit they the shit the bed mike said surely shit the bath is worse <laughs> i was like actually that is much worse so uh, whenever we we go to say shit the bed we we tend to swap it out for shit the bath because it's much worse <laughs> Is that right, Steve yeah. Austin? <laughs> but yeah. apparently, also, oh, his, his shit don't stink because Steph walked into the room and went, it smells of beer in here, unless he's shitting beer or home brewing. You, I guess he was home brewing. But um, <laughs> I'd like to if she'd just gone, who's taking a shit in here? <laughs> I'm drinking and going to the toilet. Oh, <laughs> IPA? No, I poo, eh? <laughs> <laughs> God, that was almost a Tom Campbell joke. To it Tom nearly Campbell. was, actually. <laughs> um, I poo Canadian Austin. <laughs> I poo, eh? And then Triple H goes, you see, the funny thing is there, IPA is a drink. Ah. Yeah. Triple H will only allow himself to be tricked by Austin or outfooled or bamboozled by Austin. Anyway, else looks like schmucks. Mm-hmm. And you know what? All this talk of poos and poos and baths and smelly smell smell. They're nowhere near as stupid or foolish as the double leather jacket look on Triple H. Oh, he leather and denim, this. black and blue. Austin's done a poo. No, 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 no. When you can't decide which you look cooler in—a leather jacket or a denim jacket—both <laughs> just do both. How do we know that you're the biggest heel on the roster? Two leather jackets. It's like it's like the uh, the true evolution of Jeremy Clarkson because <laughs> he loved a bit of double denim. Did Jeremy? If Jeremy added leather, he'd be Triple H. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Canadian tuxedo, you mean? Yes, <laughs> I love that expression. <laughs> there, I I remember there was a few fans of few fans of wrestling around where I lived. Um, one of which did adopt the leather denim look. <laughs> I might have to try it. I had a rise. I oh, please do walk around I, like I'm carrying two kegs under my arm. If I was flush enough to afford a denim jacket that I could cut the arms off, I probably would have tried it at this point. Mm. <laughs> you'd look, it'd be great if you did that. You'd look, you'd look like you were wearing a fat suit. Oh boy, I love that song. <laughs> yep. Constantly, oh, see. <laughs> Ah, it's Matthew banging his massive arms on the radiator. Sorry, Matthew reaping what he's sowing. We wish the radiator all the best with their future endeavors. Fucking radiator, never liked him. Um, (laughs) Speaking of uh, bowel movements, weed a protein results 
uh, what? We oh, that's the name of it. Sorry, we I've written it down correctly. It just sounds weird. Weeder, W E I D A R. Weeder Protein Results. That's the name. Sponsors these clips that Lugs used to sponsor. Edging Christian produce Kai and Tai to challenge the Dudley's on Raw because they're just not in the mood for it. But despite their interference, Kai and Tai still lose. Not sure about the strategy there, pals. I'm not sure we're expecting to happen. That was Weeder Protein. Little picture of Austin comes up. It makes you poo. <laughs> makes you poo in someone else's toilet. Is that the end of the lug sponsorship then? Of our lugs days not. suddenly ending? Let's get a few more weeks because, like Chef YID, they leave and come back. Yeah, I hope so. I don't want to be done with lugs. I'm sure I see, I'm sure there's more memories of Perry Satin wearing lugs t shirts to come. Sure, there is. I'm sure he wears lugs WF t-shirt. Metal. Yeah. Uh, Edge and Christian are here and they're not in a good mood because they've been put in one of the toughest matches they've ever been in. Edge likes the crowd for the response tonight as it may be their last they ever hear as tonight they're facing Kai and Tai. And they both laugh. Taka, voiced by Shane McMahon, calls them fools. But we will not be taking you on tonight, ha ha ha, because Funaki has a rash and can't wrestle. Funaki holding his back. Indeed. So they introduced their new opponents. The APA to a manly walking over the top rope, even though they don't really fit doing it, Pop, from Ohio. And Edge and Christian get beat up as the commentators remind everyone that the XFL is two days away. Get your tickets. <laughs> Play. Football. It's like the NFL, but you can bring a gun to the matches. <laughs> He's got the ball, not for long. All the line, all the linebackers have got wild pit bulls on the pitch to take out the players. Every good idea that Mutant League football have, we're taking. Every woman will have sex with you if you come to the show. Whilst chainsaws are free to to, to buy at concessions and use encouraged. That's right. Oh, Jimmy Johnson about to take the ball all the way to the paint, but. They forgot about the XFL's defender, an 18 Mack truck. <laughs> Just plowed into him. <laughs> he will not be joining us for the third quarter. He will be replaced in the, in the third quarter by their other number one quarterback, 18 Bengal Tigers. <laughs> How about you, but I'm tuning in. Football's back. Football. Football. Stuff for pussies. <laughs> no, Vince, we can't. For last time, we can't have that as a catchphrase. <laughs> All right. XFL. Suck it, Madden. No, no, we're not doing that either. <laughs> Why not? Because the man's just died 20 years later. What? <laughs> Never mind. Big boot to Edge. <laughs> takes him down. But the referee gets distracted. And Ian C can double team for two seconds before Big Brad no sells that. More double teaming only just takes Bradshaw down before he, against all odds, tags in Farouk somehow, who also beats them both up. Christian escapes the Dominator and gets a low blow to even things out. Funaki runs in to block the concerto and takes it, which is very nice of him, letting Bradshaw hit the clothesline from 10, sponsored by ITV on the outside, and the Farouk play Christian out in the ring. I must see if you want to see APA protected as best as humanly possible. Yeah, it's a quick and dirty brawl with, with the APA looking like stars. And possibly yeah. for good reason, because 
Uh, a little bit in the Observer this week about the man who hit that clothesline at 10 outside the ring, Big Bad Brad. Uh, the Observer says, and this is a real future echo here. This is in the year 2001. There is talk of making Bradshaw into a top singles heel since fans believe he's really a tough guy. <laughs> I like the old thing. This is this thing. He's a real tough guy. They think he's really... T- I mean, I... So I didn't he until Joey Styles sparked him out. <laughs> Good old glass Joe BL. <laughs> oh, you do is press B at the right time. Oh, fair enough. Oh. Gabby JBL. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Backstage. <laughs> Vincent Mann yells at some road agents and reminds them he's got problems of his own, pal. Smackdown tonight, XFL in two days' time. It's all busy, busy, busy. Regal interrupts to say, hello, you've got an important phone call, Vince. And Vince says, unless it's Dick Ebersole from NBC, I don't care. Regal whispers in his ear, and Vince goes off and runs away. The road agents are stood there, so Regal ends up going, pardon the interruption. Do you want to hear a really cunty comment from Vince McMahon from the media this week? You know I do. Thought you might. So Vince McMahon uh, was doing an interview for Media Week. Uh, talking about channel and shit. <laughs> Vince, why would you say that? <laughs> so I tried to play Fantasy Star Online on Sega Net. I kept getting booted. I keep on going to Sega Net and the Sega chat. Ask him what they think about XFL. <laughs> you told me to go to hell. Who the fuck bought a dream key? Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so Vince McMahon to Media Week talking Wait, about... Sorry, sorry, one last. Vince McMahon revealed that all you need is that one demo disc that was put the recover of that magazine in the UK and you can play pirated dream costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Guru Larry. Carry on, Tom. Sorry. Hello, you. Um, so just before hiring uh, a hot blonde as an announcer uh, for the XFL, says Dave Meltzer in the Observer. Um, just so he just so she could strip in the commercial for the XFL, Vincent Mann did an interview in Media Week, which ironically came out the same day of the commercial saying that he would never hire a woman to announce football. Vince McMahon says the following football is a man's game. Do not put a woman on the sidelines to tell me about football. It's offensive. She might know more about the game than I do, but quite frankly, when she tells me she does, I resent her all the more. She's never played the game. When a woman tells me about football, I just think it's bad programming. Vince McMahon, everybody. With a- that Vinnie Mac had to throw in, and amongst all that, um, it's just banter, says Richard Keyes. Um, <laughs> from back in the day, he had to throw in a, quite frankly. Oh, almost as if that's his little <laughs> nudge and a wink to the camera to go, I'm being a baddie in the wrestling, to which the real <laughs> world goes, what the fuck are you talking about? Then he, then he yelled, nonetheless, and changed the time. <laughs> they put him in a tag match against The Undertaker. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, just a grim, 
a, a, a grim comment from the from the annals of history about Vince McMahon and his his contempt for women talking about football. Like it doesn't, you know, from the from the file of things that do not age well. There's there's that particular comment from Vince McMahon. Um, yeah, and sadly, women have had to deal with that. They probably still do. Like, ugh. Yeah. This is man game. Wait, we get it. Okay, maybe not. Like, I'm not sure how American football works for women. I'm sure American football works for men, quite frankly. Oh, no, I'm doing it. Fuck off, Vince. Um, but <laughs> soccer over here, women get it for that. It's like they've never even played the game. Oh, the game that involves a ball in two coats at the absolute <laughs> bare minimum. Oh, yeah, you're right. How, how can a woman get her head around that, eh? Um, oh, where's it, where's it go? Do I kick the coats? Uh, <laughs> at least I know with the equipment and bulky stuff, maybe it's a bit different over there. But yeah, it just basically sucks to be a woman trying to do anything that men have taken. Which is ridiculous because so many can do it so much better yeah, for the yeah. love of God. Uh, old comment, doesn't age well. Let's move on. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, Billy Gunn with an attitude T-shirt, a.k.a. the kiss of death, tells Coachman... China is still recovering, but she's working hard and going on morning TV shows, so she's still working as best she can. Big Show in the same alleyway says, he doesn't care about Good Morning America, and slams Billy against the wall. Big Show's back, baby, and he's forgotten how to wrestle. Yeah! (laughs) This is so weird, because it's like, (laughs) Big Show randomly attacks Billy Gunn, and then he attacks the coach, saying, no one wants to talk to me now, I'm back. I'm Big Show's back in town. Oh, I'm going to make some fucking headlines. Bye. And Michael Cole... I'm going to go see Guys and Dolls. <laughs> going to go see Chicago. The Michael, yeah, Cole's, voice. Michael Cole's one takeaway from this is, did you see how big... How, he says, all he says is, did you see how big Big Show's hands were? <laughs> Big Show just rumbles into the shop, beats up Billy Gunn, assaults Coach, and all Michael Cole says is, "What Big Show got big hands." <laughs> it was so weird. They've got this weird fetish for Big Show's fat hands for the rest of the show. When he has a match later, they just keep going, "Oh, look at his hands! Aren't they big?" And he yeah. got big eyebrows like your Uncle Ray. I just checked. Uh, we've got a. We're going to have a, a woman here talking about the wet wrestling and how good they are at wrestling, but uh, we don't want that because they don't know what they're talking about. So we had Big Show up here, the man who can't wrestle or know how to eat as he's been sent back to OVW. Uh, and more of that to continue as Trish is in a bath <laughs> and oh. she does a bunch of wet puns and says the word come a bunch, but we can't hear the rest over Lola's death squeals. <laughs> So yeah, she's on the phone in the bath, in a lovely bath, by the way. Uh, the little I bo- guess this is supposed to be a hotel, and that's what Vince is going to. <laughs> Do you know what? It wasn't I- made that clear, and I'm not being that thick here, but I, it wasn't like, well, I'm at the hotel, the other side of the. I was expecting that, and we just didn't get any conclusion later on. So yeah, I, mean, I kind of I put two and two together on that, and I went, that's why Vince is in such a rush because he, you know, he wants to go yeah. and go and, and go and get his willy wet uh, by yeah. getting in the bath with Trish and nothing else. You perverts. Um, <laughs> When I obviously as a as a as a young man, I would have been what 17, 16 at this point, seventeen at this point. Uh, yeah, Tristrat is in the bath. It's a good mental image. Uh, as a as a man who turns thirty eight in a couple of weeks' time, I watched I watched this segment and I just thought, wouldn't it be funny if the camera panned out and Austin sat there? Oh no. Shit? 
diarrhea in the paper having a shit. <laughs> Who are you on the phone to? <laughs> what? <laughs> you look probably disgusted in me. I'm the- <laughs> You can see what was going on. He's not going to say it. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. I'm bloody out. Oh, that would have been. That would have been. But then that would have actually made a good baby face turn for Trish. Had Vince walk in like in his robe, going, hey, "It's go time, pal." And there's Austin just just finishing up, just batters him. <laughs> That'd have been a good face turn for Trish. Had they? Oh, Vince, I've got way. bucky belly. <laughs> Oh, there we go. And there's the last of it. Come here. <laughs> I'd give it 10 minutes if I were you. But <laughs> that's the noisy anyway. stomach, mate. <laughs> yeah, Triple so Trish H- is having, oh, a Trish having a lovely yeah, bath. Trish is having a lovely bath. having a lovely bath. Good for her. <laughs> Triple H is still mad, sitting in Austin's beer couch. I'm going, yeah, it's coming with beer. <laughs> Steph is going to go talk to Vince. So they get their own back on Austin. Ooh. But first, Chris Jericho, the IC champ, is here. Oh, yeah, that'll cheer up Triple H. He loves Jericho. <laughs> Jericho doesn't care about Extreme. He's done Cage and Last Man Standing. So it's apropos. He's setting an Extreme open challenge. Will it be Albert with his extremely big head? Or Triple H with his extremely large nose? No, it's Taz. About his extreme lack of height and push. Oh, wait, Taz reminds us, of course, he wasn't ECW. It's absolutely no reaction from the crowd because it was extremely dead at this point. Taz is wrestling in his uh, Hell's Bin Man gear that we're very fond of. Cole says Taz has a chip on his shoulder. Not a real chip, I hope. Uh, A chip on his shoulder would make him look like a capital T. And some smooth hold exchanges to begin with before a T-bone Tazplex slows down the action. You know it's a good podcast when you get hot. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to kill Tom. He, he died doing what he loved, doing shit jokes for the podcast. This is the best way to go. Or his last words. Imagine Austin having a shit next to Trish. It's what he would have wanted. Police are baffled as a man dies wearing a dodgy Hawaiian shirt and a bottle. <laughs> In a room with just a microphone and two cans of imported <laughs> shit by RD. Ah, he has to be buried on Fuck Island. No one PC, knows where it is. PC cunts might look as hard with him went, I don't know what the fuck he was up to. <laughs> I was 20 years on the force. The first I've ever seen of it. Alex Booth seen packing her bag and said, I want to fuck all to do this. <laughs> Alex never confirmed nor denies rumours that Tom shit himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> Alex said it's probably likely. Now, can I please leave? Alex quote says, now nah, I'm going to do that bloody dodgy Disney sequels podcast. With. <laughs> oh, we got, got I mentioned this week on, on Twitter. Um, oh, it did, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, oh. I, I think there's legs in it. I think there's legs in it. Crappy animated, but not as good as the first legs legs. They've got to, it's got to be all the shit ones. It can't be the good ones. It's got to be the what shit. good ones. ones are, oh, Aladdin three. I'll probably put the top tier. Oh, it's a steady decline after that. 
I mean, I mean, I mean, they're all crap. I think, I think, um, Pocahontas Two is particularly awful. Some people swear down on like Lion King Two. I don't think Lion King Two's much. Simba's Dude, Pride 1. is alright. What? Uh, one point no. five. is all right too. It's it's three. I think where it all goes wrong. Wait, is Lion King Three? I There's the lion, the Lion Pride. I think it's called. Oh. There is a three. I think. Oh no, unless I think of the TV series. Maybe. Might be thinking of the TV. It wasn't a TV series or Lion King. There is a TV series now called The Lion Pride. Uh, it's uh, it's it's basically the son of Simba's son. <laughs> Boo! It's it's the um. See what would the, what would a good wrestling version of it be? It would be. Who's the David third? Samaritano? It'd be the Eric Watts must avenge his, his father's death. <laughs> oh no, he's really dead. That sounds bad. Oh, sorry about that. Oh well. Anyway, uh, Jericho evades a Taz mission with a low blow before finishing quickly with the Bulldog Lion Salt. Fair play to Jericho for making Taz look good. Yeah, I mean, not difficult because Taz can be good. It's just that very limited in many departments. Um, But he can be good with the right person. And I know a lot of damage has been done, but I'm still of the belief that with the right kind of booking, you could make Taz into a monster still. That won't happen, but you could. Yeah. They kind of tease but it. it never it, going to happen. They tease it in about six months' time, very briefly. Now nah. nah, we're going to take your push and give it to Mark Henry give many to, years later. Give it to everyone else, not anybody else. Yeah, how about that? Uh, backstage, Vince has his coat and luggage and is heading out to see something very important. We'll be back soon, he yells as he looks for the driver. Can't find it. Steph shows up and says, "Hey, can you add Triple H the title match tonight to make it a three-way?" Vince is like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever, sure." Can't find a driver and go, sod it, I'll drive myself. <laughs> is that in that much of a rush? So it's a three-way. Hope you like your bait and switch. Oh, desperately trying to hide his bonk on whilst uh, chatting to his daughter. Like, he's, he's on a booty call. <laughs> Don't you hate it when that happens, Tom? Well. <laughs> oh, no. Vince McMahon suggested storylines of that ilk, but that wasn't what I was referencing. <laughs> No, nah, he declined it. We just start talking about football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but imagine uh, they imagine if they cut to cut to the bath, and there's Vince in there. Vince in the bath with Trish. Austin's having a shit, and Trish goes. Yeah, Vince is like, go, 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 sorry. So, Trish just goes. So, uh, so Vince, um, I thought about a new quarterback that the Raiders could sign, and Vince like gets out of the I've lost all interest. No, I like the idea of Vince being so horny, he storms in and he's just like, oh, hey, Austin. And he's getting the van. <laughs> he doesn't stop. doesn't oh, break stride. Right. He's staying for this, pal. Austin's, like reading, Austin's reading the funny papers. <laughs> oh, I love that dog and peanuts. <laughs> Speaking of which, anyway, um, the cat is here in one of our last appearances. More on that in the next few weeks. Uh, the cat talks about SmackDown Extreme, but there's other ways to make things rise to the limit, whatever, than this first blood and table matches. Everyone knows cat wants to get a rise out of the fans, and I put blah, 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 innuendo, innuendo. This needs Regal spitting out his tea every time she says anything. <laughs> I need to get a rise. <laughs> that would have enhanced Penis. it. <laughs> It's just, it's just crap otherwise. Uh, Cat promises full frontal nudity to resell the show to the other kids watching. 
but as she strips, the right to censor arrived. Cover her up and continue to do nothing wrong. Stephen points out, there's a lot of children in the audience. What the hell is wrong with all you people? Cole says, well, it's appropriate to have an extremist on Extreme Smackdown. Um, the moment freedom they... Freedom of choice! Freedom of choice! <laughs> yells as he's throwing out the building. Just the moment she said, I'm going to get my knockers and my front bottom out. It was, that was when I went, well, she's clearly not. Yeah. Now, there's <laughs> this crowd, though, for a second, they're like, oh, maybe. Oh, Christ, it was a bloody edge return pop from the crowd. The horn dogs at Smackdown Extreme. <laughs> Well, ain't nothing but a horn dog crying all the time. <laughs> Stephen Richards once again making a lot of valid points. The PTC yeah. did nothing wrong. So it's a choice between Lola and Cole and Stephen Richards, and Stephen's the heel. <laughs> Okie doke. Uh, yeah. So, uh, some, do you want some PTC news? Whilst we are, oh, on go on then. Yeah, what the, are they up to? Yeah, uh, oh well, it's it's not gone the way they were hoping. You know, life. Uh, Elbert Bozell has sent out the what third. is considered a desperation fundraising letter to all the members of the Parents Television Council uh, saying that WWF, obviously WWF are coming with them with a lawsuit for defamation of character. And in this letter, L. Brent Buzzell says that the World Wrestling Federation have hired a 600-man law firm against them. And now more than ever, they need members to dig into their pockets to support the, the cause, the good cause of the Parents Television Council. They are fucked at this point because WWF are just go, like are, are charging at them like they're Major League Wrestling. They're just like, we're going to say, yeah, hang on. Shut you, shut you down immediately. Yeah, it's... Uh, so, so we, I don't think that I don't think L. Brent Bazell is going to be. I, I mean, it's, and you know what? There's also some some really perfect timing of this because the PTC has been breathing down the neck of everything that WWF has been doing for, for on SmackDown for weeks and weeks and weeks. Like if they if they say the word bottom, then they're like, oh, they said bottom. Oh, I can't I write to Coca Cola immediately. And because WWF have threatened them with this with this multi-million dollar lawsuit and they are desperately trying to find the funds to fight it, they're leaving them alone. That's why we've got SmackDown mm. Extreme as well. That's I why was we've wondering. Got it's a bit of a sharp and, change. Yeah. What we've been having. Because they because then what are they gonna do? Because they're 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 currently have they have a they have a defamation lawsuit against them from the WWF. So if they go onto their platforms and defame them, it's just gonna play into the WWF's favor. So they've shut the front door. The only conversation they've had about the WWF is sending letters to their their members to say, can you please send us some more money? Because we're about to get sued a lot. It's like everyone else is doing badly apart from WWF right now. Like mm. the ECW, WCW, Sega, and now the PTC. No wonder Vince is doing right. You know what? In this segment, I'll go and have sex with Trish. Yeah. I think I've earned it. <laughs> I've earned like, sex with Trish. Yeah. That's what I'm booking. Bye-bye. And uh, did you make tough enough promos? Oh, go on, pal. Before we get into the tough enough promos, did you make a note of the the other uh, bit of grifting that WWF was doing at this particular time? What do you mean? Uh, there was a, a commercial. There's two commercials that aired during this show. Oh, I've got uh, the wheel, the protein one. Yeah. No, apart away from them, uh, they were commercials for the WWF Fanatic series. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw those. I was- didn't have much to say. No, I just I just wanted to point them out because it's classic grifting. So what they are is they're WWF home videos with like five minutes of extra content on pay-per-view for $15 each. Yeah. And they're just running these all the way up to WrestleMania. So you just... Oh, hey, these were, Fnatic series will go on for years. Yeah, but they're, they're really ramping them up in the run up to WrestleMania. Like they're doing they're, they're doing them constantly now. Mm. And they're doing... And, and if you've already got the home video, well, you get more. 
if you buy it again. <laughs> mm. Just a nice bit of grifting from the WWF. Yeah. And then Tough Enough was another thing that they were pushing I was say, quite All heavily. I put here is more Tough Enough promos that Tom has probably researched. All I put is some amazing curtains and haircuts. The <sighs> deadline has been extended because they're getting, excuse me, too many tapes. And these tapes are presumably keeping the old ones laughing their hearts off in the back. <laughs> so please, for the love of God, send more. They, they're all very cringy. Um, but I have done some digging, you'll be glad to know, on uh, the people that we see here. So uh, we have Ryan Byer, uh, who didn't really do much in professional wrestling, but has, has, has made some strides in amateur wrestling. He's done all right there. Uh, Daniel Theodore. So he's the guy that ends with a how, how, how on his promo. Uh, that is now, now he goes under the name of Dan the Wolfman. A retired MMA fighter who now is a reporter for ProMMA.com. Ah, oh, so he's, he's, he's still doing his thing. He's still doing his thing. Uh, we had um, we had Christine, uh, sorry, Kristen Cress, uh, who was referring to herself as Katerina, short for Katerina Wine Mixer. She was working as a manager for Pittsburgh Wrestling Express at this point. So she'd already debuted in wrestling at this point. She'd had her first ever match uh, the, the year before. Of course, your first match would be a street sign match. Which is against Jasmine, which she lost. Um, the other, the, there was a few other names I didn't get anything on. Michael Roke, I didn't get anything on him. Alana Graynets, I didn't get anything on him. Um, there was a really interesting one um, by Eric Marks. He's a young-looking guy. He's uh, and you mentioned the curtains and the haircut. All that is going on there. It's a very sort of very quiet, very sort of timid promo. Arms crossed, uh, saying that. He says, like, I, I'm born to entertain people. Like, it's, it's really quite a nervous young man in this one. But um, he goes on the following year to crack the Chicago indie scene. Uh, he has his first official match in February of 2002. Uh, he becomes an NWA Revolution tag team champion, among other things. And uh, to, to, don't need to bring it down, but this is kind of what happened. Uh, Eric Marks took his own life in 2011. Uh, but in his short time within the industry, like nothing but love for him. Like, and it's weird because you watch this tough enough video and you think, that's just, I mean, I immediately went, watched it and went, why would you send that in? It was so, so shy and so nervous. And then he, he turned out to probably be, you know, in that space of time out of everybody in this particular set, the one that did the most in wrestling. Like, but, um, but really sad that, that he, he left in 2011 far too young, barely 30. Uh, and, and nothing but love to Eric Marks there, but uh, quite a selection of videos uh, and of, of varying styles and types. And and I do think um, to, to move it on to something brighter, I think that you are right, Matt. I think that there were people in the office who were getting a chuckle out of seeing these. And I I feel weird about it. I don't want to come at these and, and laugh at how poor some of them are because I'm confident, as I said last week, I'm confident if I had access to my dad's video camera, I'd have sent something in just as cringeworthy yeah, in 2001. Given half the chance, I'd have I'd have got some frosted tips and I'd have mm -hmm. told everybody why why <laughs> Tonto Campbell is going to take over the WWF. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. 
Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Rock is here for a Kevin Kelly promo. Yay! Hooray. The Rock knows that Triple H hit the jackpot when he hooked up with Stephanie on the quickest, lucid, censored ever seen. The Rock will take care of him in the ring like he always does, and then he tells Angle to go get some passport photos from those little booths, put a bunch of them off, make a belt to replace The Rock, the, the belt that The Rock's going to take tonight, so his pimply ass isn't shown to the world. If it's... <laughs> Odd commentary by uh, by our boy here. <laughs> yes. What a, what a beautiful painting he pictures. He goes right off on one, doesn't he? Bless him. He certainly does. Uh, backstage, Austin is drinking beer and shaking them up. Extreme! <laughs> uh, the one Billy Gunn, a.k.a. the final four at the Rumble Billy Gunn. That's right. He's taking on the big show per request. Who'd request a big show? Uh, both <laughs> men are wearing attitude shirts tonight. The kiss and hug of death, just to make sure. <laughs> Gunn confuses show with his athleticism before he manhandles Gunn in a very plodding manner. Crowd switch off and try changing the channel to see if 18 Wheels of Justice starring Test is on the other side. Uh, Gunn makes a comeback and the edited crowd are into it until show gets a choke slam. And that was it. Do you know what? It wasn't a dreadful match. It wasn't dread. Show was in control, but the but the crowd did get behind big uh, big Billy Gunn's comeback. Mm, they did, so. they did, and, and and Big Show pulled out a nice belly to belly suplex at one point. I thought that looked very nice. It's a lot of belly. <laughs> I to put brackets here. There will be a fat joke hidden in here somewhere. <laughs> Close brackets. Um, big Show has not endeared himself to the locker room since his return. <laughs> so uh, from the Wrestling Observer. Uh, Big Show, when he returned, was a model employee. After getting the monster push on Raw, he was a model employee. By the time SmackDown came around, he was described as being exactly the same as he was before, particularly his reaction to advice given by agents on how to best work his character. As expected, there was resentment among the wrestlers for him walking back in and being pushed ahead of people that had worked hard for for stagnant pushes. Not to mention the disbelief, since everyone is trying to claim that he's lost 66 pounds and everybody's going, where from? (laughs) Every Friday... Paul White gets weighed by Dan Briley. <laughs> ah, ah, <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> let me 
<laughs> let me weigh your ass. How'd you weigh my ass? Way. Uh, <laughs> um, every fr- so he's getting weighed every Friday, like he's like he's at a, like a fucking Slimming World meeting. Mm. Um, and then his weight is reported to the office. I, and I've I've been to Slimming World meetings, and there is a there is a when you I wanted I want it to not be Dan Briley. I want it to be like Andrea from Bladen, who goes. Hello, Paul Love. Do you want to just step on the scales for me? Right. Okay. You've put you've put fifteen pounds on this week. Um, what do you think's gone wrong? <laughs> do you think? Uh, yeah, you you had cake, didn't you? You had a bit of a fall off on Wednesday. Yeah. Well, try not to be such a fat bastard next week. All right. We'll put you down to lose uh, lose half a pound next week, then, Paul. All right. Mm. Paul. Yeah. So, how many pushes did you take this week? You're not supposed <laughs> to eat them as well as destroy them. Paul. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, because look, I remember Big Joe around this period is like when he was on offense, he was just bloody rubbish. He'd be plod plod, uh, plod plod. Uh. So I'll see if that continues to this sterling match sequences we're going to be getting these next few months. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, how we'll see Big Show have this underserved push. That's probably explained why they were really raging when the uh, the alliance showed up. <laughs> anyway, backstage, Austin tells Triple H, "Hey." No hard feelings. And offers him a shaked up beer. Triple H doesn't accept it. Of course he doesn't. He's the smartest man in the world. So Austin just spurts beer over him in a metaphor-filled moment. <laughs> what fun they're having these days. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Green giant. Kurt Angle talks to Lillian and says, Hey, why not add Jericho to the main event as well? Hey, why not Kane? Hey, why not the entire roster? Sure. Hey, why don't we just do it a shark cage with sharks <laughs> swimming around and he can only win by shipping a shark down someone's throat. Wouldn't that be great? You know what? I don't care because I'm Kurt Angle and I'm not phased because I'm Kurt Angle. Classic good, Kurt. Good promo by Kurt. Like right. annoyed but but resolved to win. Yeah. Like I, I like it. He's I love how his character has very subtly changed over the months of him being champion where he has gone from like sort of a bit coy around the big boys to being like, all right, you're going to just keep chucking stuff at me. Well, I'm just going to keep winning and see how you like it. And this is the, and it will help when we come to the, uh, the impending baby face turn, because we're seeing that side of Kurt where, yeah, he is still a little bit of a, 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 a brown noser. He's still very much a, a kiss ass as a, as a heel, but there's a real like fire in him that I think will be undeniable when we turn him baby face. I say we like we're gonna do it, but yeah. the company will. Of course, no, but you are right. Uh, we get another look at Kane's dominance at the Rumble. Hell, I'm not complaining. They should show this every SmackDown to this day. Absolutely, I like yeah. watching Kane. I like watching Cool Kane being brilliant. Yeah, speaking of Cool Kane, Kelly interviews the Brothers of Destruction backstage. Undertaker actually sounds cool in this one, saying the blood that came from his mouth on Raw from the Island Brothers. Reminded Undertaker of what he used to be, and he's ready for it. Kane tells Kelly he's with Undertaker because blood's thicker than water. But you know what's thicker than that? Big Show's ass. <laughs> I think it's a Samoan's head. Yeah. But yeah, let's go back and dig on Big Show. Yeah, but... you know, I don't know why that was coming from. But... <laughs> you've come for you've come. No, for we haven't week. made enough jokes, Tom. Here's one last dig. <laughs> so it's cool, Kane, and his brother too. They're gonna look Steve Austin's on the loose. 
<laughs> and that match is next with Cole cruelly lying to the fans and saying this is the first ever blood match. Sorry, first ever first blood match, he's me to say, on SmackDown. Nope, you silly goose. That was SmackDown on Jericho. We've done it. You commentated it. (laughs) If he said the first tag team first blood match, we'd let him him off. Yeah. In my notes, I'm quite proud of myself because it's Kane and Undertaker versus Haku and Rikishi. And my notes say first blood match, brothers of destruction versus brothers of destruction. (laughs) Very good. Thank you, very friend. Good. Thank you, friend. I'm very proud of me. Yeah. <laughs> All four brothers brawl. Uh, Undertaker lands old school Rikishi with a big ass pop. Undertaker seems confused why Kishi isn't selling as he bonks his head into the steel steps. <laughs> yes, that's right. The guy whose gimmick is a midlife crisis zombie doesn't understand Samoan heads. <laughs> Kishi tries to chair shot Undertaker, but Kane saves the day with a dramatic dive off the apron. He immediately gets double teamed afterwards. Yep, sounds like Kane. Oh, Kane. <laughs> Kishi yeah. batters Undertaker with a chair, so Kane gets thrashed by legendary soft wrestlers Kishi and Haku. <laughs> Undertaker bends a chair over Haku's afro, kabang, before Kane chokeslams Rikishi. Kane bonks a steel step onto Rikishi, and Haku is juicing everywhere to really end it. Or not, as the Island Brothers continue the fight, and they continue to fight. And they continue to fight in a manly display of gore until finally they leave the ring, but still continue to look on as if to say, yeah, so what? I don't care if I'm bleeding in a cool display. This did exactly what it needed to do. Continue the feud without either men, of the four men losing any uh, heat in this match. Sorry about the pun, Kane. Um, And that's exactly what we got. It was a, a, a... Just a hot mess of a brawl. Yeah, that's a way of calling it. Yes, it was a hot mess of a brawl uh, that, as you say, didn't didn't kill too many people's momentums. We we found I found out today, looking at the observe from this week, that um, last week, you know how we talked about Rosie and Jamal mm. from uh, what would become Three Minute Warning, uh, potentially coming in to form like a bloodline esque stable mm. with Rikishi and Haku. Turns out they had a dark match last week. Ooh. They were. They had a match before the lights went on, and uh, for the for the cameras went on rather. The, the lights had to be on, otherwise they wouldn't have seen what they were doing. <laughs> it's a real dark match. That's <laughs> a real dark I match. See the figures. <laughs> but um, apparently, everybody in WWF really likes them. Like, there's a lot of love for what they're doing, and and we're very close to apparently bringing them in. It won't happen for reasons that we will address as we go through it. But um, yeah, it's looking very much like we're going to get uh, uh, this this Samoan faction very soon. I thought that this would have been a nice place to debut them, potentially. If you're going to really go for it, you have them attack Undertaker and Kane post-match. That'd have been cool. But mm. it's not what happens. It's not what happens, no. Well, no. We're getting a, a steady influx of, influx of talent right mm-hmm. now. So I guess any other time in history would have been perfect, but uh, not right now. Uh, you talk about the frenetic, fanatic, frenetic? Frenetic. Frenetic, whatever. Frenetic series of uh, shows. Yes, looks. Uh they talk about the Kurt Angle VHS. It's true, it's true. And the Jericho break down the walls. Uh, the Jericho one's notable. I think we talked about this beforehand. I don't know why I remember this. Um, banned in Ireland. Why? It's been violent, I guess. But I other things are fine. like his puns. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, that's very explained. I remember that being a little note. Oh, I know why. I know why. Here comes a joke. Because Chris Jericho kept saying, fuck Ireland. 
哦哦哦。How does he do it, ladies and gentlemen? Woo! Do you know I what? I'm so relieved because last week I told you I had brain fog for the first week of 2022. Mm. And you know when you when something's not right and you think this is it now, this is my life. I just need to learn to fix this. I just need to learn to work around this because like this is my life now. I'm going to be confused and a, and, a, and a scared wreck of a man for the rest of my days. And I've just felt the last couple of days my brain coming back properly. So being able to land that joke. In your good company, is has reassured me that yeah, we're fine. We're back. The big man is back, my ass. <laughs> These guys all up in my ass. ass. Huh. Wasn't that the anniversary of that recently? Was it like twenty my years ass. since somebody Maybe. made my ass? Maybe. It was the announcement of the AEW hip hop album that my boy, <laughs> that my boy William R. Washington's working on. And so Tonight, was, 30 men will end up my ass. <laughs> a few people said, Why is this on the album? <laughs> we'll get JR to record it. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> get JR to actually do the live the live audio of that the one. The live version. Yeah. The crowd sing along. My ass. It's a Judas. It's my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Judas in my ass. <laughs> the stacker two moment of the week is the rock is my this ass. title shot is my ass <laughs> the one that Triple H got so too far having to earn stacker two stack your way to the top <laughs> and that main event is now the rock and Triple H start off getting the entrances first of all this is a angle. great main event by the way this I've is, got this to is say, a belt of Triple H rock lot, and angle a lot happens in a little bit of time angle has to run the ring and he gets instantly ejected by both men. Ha, ha, ha. Rock is in no mood and knocks Kurt out the ring as soon as he enters. And then he wanders right into a pedigree. Good God. One, two. Kurt Angle grabs Rock's leg and puts it in the ropes. So Triple H ejects Angle for the third time. Austin shows up to distract Caveman Head with his cooler of beers. And that's my name for Triple H there. So Angle nails him with the Angle Slam, only for the Rock to interrupt. Austin sits out with some beers, enjoys a supercharged five-minute TV main event, and remembers when wrestling was the best. Everything Triple H and Rock do blows off the roof of the arena. Triple H gets dunked on the outside, so Austin leaves him a little can of beer as a prezi. Aww. More and more near falls exchange as the crowd doesn't care that no way out was in two weeks. They think the title could change hands tonight, and they're saying Rock Triple H yet again. And I've heard riots that sounded less loud than this. Kurt Angle lands the overhead belly on Triple H, Rock bottom on Kurt Angle. Rock goes to people's elbow on Triple H, but as he's posing, as he does, uh, Angle lands the slam on Rock as he poses. <gasps> For two. Oh. Triple H ends up bumping the ref and getting ready to pedigree Angle. Gets distracted by Austin. Takes a low blow. Angle slam. Austin runs in. Counts the dead referee's hand. One, two, three. Angle retains. Good night. XFL, XFL, XFL. <laughs> I like oh. uh, the, the little fuck you to Kurt Angle because Angle gets the three via Austin. Uh, weekend at Bernie'sing the referee's uh, hand. Yes. And then they play Austin's music because fuck you. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> Austin storms off. Uh, what a, a lot of moving parts in that main event, but really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. It yeah. was a nice little re a, a retread of the SummerSlam 2000 main event. Uh, obviously, with a less concussed Kurt Angle. Yeah. I wonder whether they did a few bits they wanted to do in that match here. I'm like, hey, remember Maybe. SummerSlam, which all went to shit? Let's do some of the bits. Yeah, and Kurt went, no. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously don't. But uh, now it was a good main event. 
Big main event. Felt special. It was. So, you already skipped ahead earlier. The thing that we both remember is mm. clearly that tag team tables match, was it, which is a, a big thing. A biggin and wiggin, as you say in the business, uh, for the time period. If you want to say your thing you remembered is uh, the bubba bum off the stage, I will happily say Trish in the bath is the thing I remember okay. from this episode. Because again, you know, I'm, I, I can't, uh, you know, I make no apologies for being a, a, a randy 17 year old. Um, Trish in the bath was something I remember from this episode. Um, what did you forget from this episode? Uh, hmm, that's a good one. What did I forget? Uh, the Island Brothers looking good against Undertaker and Kane because so far they haven't looked that good. Because Undertaker's like, whoa, 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 you're not, you're not looking at gonna look that good against us. But but but, but aren't they Bone Street Crew for life? For 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 for, for life. So that's the, they should be allowed to a little bit. Can they have a little bit of a push? A little bit of a yeah, but they, managed to, they look really cool here. They were able to engage in some slobber activities. Slobber knocker. It's really hard for me to say that word because I never say it. My, My ass. ass activities. <laughs> we both thought the same thing there. Bless. That's <laughs> all I'll say that because I can't remember anything else. I'll say Austin shitting in Triple H's locker room uh-huh. is something that I definitely forgot happened. I always took a Steve Weiser in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, instead of having Vince get in, Trish uh, Austin cannonballs it. You sit there and you thump your Bibles. Austin three sixteen says I just shit in your bath. <laughs> so just shut your bath. <laughs> A t-shirt and everything. I just shit you now. I just... <laughs> God. We're back next week with more on the road to No Way Out 2001. Um, and until we are back together again, Matthew, I, I know again, we're recording this a week ahead. So I presume you'll be doing something fun this weekend, which is now next weekend. But, you know, yes, no. let's assume that. Yes. We would, and I'll be putting out a podcast about something or other, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. That's our future proof. There you go. Future proof. Jobs are good. <laughs> Until we are next together, he's at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Gamble on Twitter. Together. We are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us in my ass. Love you. Bye. <laughs> but Tom Campbell, I'm here to rescue you. From my ass. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> I thought we had on Fuck <laughs> Islands to shift by ID, but you know what? Oh! Fuck you. Is the answer. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Podcasts from. 